fat titted woman. Path girl's got some fat titties. Mm. Yes, I do. <laughs> and so do you too. <laughs> I do. Boogie's got some fat titties, but we call them middies. Middies are men titties. Don't try to stick your dick in between my mid. I I don't think I'd be a good titty fuck. Uh, I'm, no, I don't think yours is that big. <laughs> I'm like a literally like a forty three double A. I'm just not <laughs> really, just really, really not not busty enough to uh, accommodate a cack. Uh, you don't have the, the, those lovely lady lumps. My humps, my humps, my yeah. lovely lady loves. How current. <laughs> <laughs> We're so Listen, old. Mr. Creedence Clearwater Revival and Led Zeppelin shit, okay? Whatever. 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 This is how we're going to start this show. Yeah. With fat titties, my lack of lumps, some fucking... Who was that lady lumps humps? It was a but wasn't that black, black eyed peas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Fergie. Ooh, Fergie. Nice, yeah. That's what that's what her name was. She wants me still to this day. I just don't answer the phone. Um, <laughs> I can't help it. I just uh, I got my own lumps. They're uh, crazy probably cancerous. <laughs> probably cancerous. That's my lumps. Uh, oh. Yeah, because I'm in that mode. In that mode, Pathco. You know what's even better mode to be in? What, Boogie? The show you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. That means you don't have to listen to it. But if you're curious, here we go. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? The Scared that your desires might be strange? The Come and join our kinky world of play. Oh, I'm supposed to say something. Hello and yes. welcome to the well, Jesus. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast. This is going to be a long show. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, a show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and Path Girl's fat titties. <laughs> Recording on Zencaster, where masturbation always leads to sex. It's a gateway tug. I'm Pat ah, Girl. Ah, ah, <laughs> gateway ah, tug. It's a gateway uh, tug. Get I see what you're doing. I just picture like being in the bathtub, and mm. like I wonder if you could make a tugboat that's like a flashlight. Ooh, it's a tugboat. Get yeah. it? It's a tugboat. You know, so if, instead of being a flashlight, <laughs> it's called a tugboat, and it's sh- I just invented something. <laughs> A bath toy for men. That's right. It's a tugboat for men. Domless.com will be developing this. Next show we're doing it because I think we still have some Domless toys left. We have we have the big thrusting one we haven't done yet. Oh, I like how you say we as though I'm taking that one side me. No, Mm. it's all you, baby. Take one for the team. No, no. I just don't need to. That's. The whole thing. Why wouldn't we have your stunt vagina path, girl? Yes. It's been such an amazing week. Have you had any uh, kinky lovey muffin times? Uh, a little bit of kinky lovey muffin times. Just some, uh, haven't been able to do much kink because my body has just been hating me, but had some nice growly bitey sex with uh, Donna's this past weekend and uh, hopefully going to be having a kink scene this weekend uh, with him because we will have no kids. So yay, I need, I need my ass to be beaten. It feels lonely. <laughs> so it'll be scratchy. So we so uh, oh, there was there was bitey there was blood there was bitey scratchy yes yeah um like I said my body was um acting up on me to the point where <laughs> um I was trying to I I take a, a a medication that makes my mouth dry and obviously oh. if I'm panting during sex uh my mouth gets even drier <laughs> so I'm trying to go down on him and it is. <laughs> Bone fucking dry. Just it's like bone a, fucking dry. It's like an inverted Dremel tool. You're just all... You know, here I have this gorgeous, nice cock in front of me, and I'm like, my lips are getting stuck to it. And just like... That is funny. You got to just... Oh, just oh look. wait. No, it gets even better. Okay. So then, you know, I decide to get on top of him and reverse cowgirl him for a while. And because of my stupid body, like, I was so exhausted, it got to the point where I'm like, 
I turned around to him I'm like, honey, I love you. I literally cannot do this anymore. You just literally flop forward between his legs, his cock pops out, and you're like, take over. Oh, it's so. And then, like, again, my mouth is so fucking dry. So I'm trying to, you know, he's fucking me, and I'm trying to play with my clit, and I can't even lick my fingers to, like, play with my clit. It was, oh, it was so fucking with my You head just, like, haphazardly off. reach your hand back and go, spit. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> Of course no, he was it on is. top of me, and I'm like, do me a favor. <laughs> spit on my face. Spit on my hand. He kind of looks at me. I'm like, I'm bone dry. <laughs> oh, oh, the joys man. of medicine and fucked up uh, bodies. But, but you I'm know what? Fun. The amazing thing is, is, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't matter, young or old, you know, sometimes your body does not cooperate when mm-hmm. you're having sex. But that's why we make all these jokes yeah. that there are all these workarounds. You don't have to get all devastated and butthurt about it. It's just can be fun to be like, got no spit, spit on me, this, yeah. you know, what, you know and, and just don't take it so seriously because that's yeah. just part of our bodies, you yeah. know, that yeah. sometimes things go and then uh, you fall over and then you laugh about it. And then you make it work. I can't yeah, tell you I, how many times I've had similar situations where it's like one's not into it, the other. And then it's just like mm-hmm. they flop over. They'll just finger me. God damn it. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it, was, it, was just, it was just fucking with my headspace so bad because it was just like it, I had been frustrating the last couple of days medically. And it was just basically like I started to like tear up a bit. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But no, then no. like even at the end, like he just. He made sure he brought it home, and I was just like, afterwards, I'm like, thank you. He's like, for thank what? I'm like, you. taking care of me and fucking me. <laughs> thank you for my fucky walkies, yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> that would be terrifying if a if a girl uh. ever looked back and said that. Oh, and are we going to talk about Donis's meat that I showed you? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Donis's beard meets food fucking 20-pound hamburger challenge. <laughs> So one of the fun things we did this past weekend is um, the the um, restaurant chain Highway 50, Highway 55, or it's also known as Andy's, they have a 55-ounce burger challenge, and Donis can eat. God's skinny, but he could eat. Sure, So, sure. you know, he goes in there, and, like, we had to call ahead to make sure that they would do it, and it's 10 burgers, 10 pieces of cheese, two buns, four toppings on the burger, a side of fries, and a drink. You have half an hour to do it. If you do it, you get it for free. And you get a t-shirt. And oh. if you don't finish it in 30 minutes, you got to pay for it. So I'm yeah. looking at this thing as a heart attack on a plate. I'm like, and I, I had all the confidence in the world he could do it. He downed the first five burgers in like three or four minutes. I was like, even the people in the restaurant were like, he was going to do it. He's going to do it. He was going to eat that meat. Yeah. And then he hit the wall around burger six. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's why they have them food. Ch- they don't. The food challenges are kind of like Vegas, uh, you know, it's kind of like we're not, you know, there's certain people that are going to win. And, uh, you know, and that's they have the eating videos and stuff like that, which is my guilty pleasure because it really is waste of food. Oh, it God, really, yeah. It's just it, your body doesn't need it. And you're eating to the point of pain. It's yeah. not healthy. Yeah. But as somebody who's fat with an eating disorder, it's uh, very satisfying to watch somebody eat 10 times more than you can eat. Just so yeah. you can say, well, I mean, I would have stopped because that's just not enjoyable. Like, it's a sort of self-righteousness. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I would uh, – I just uh, – pussy's still low carb. I just have to hold out <laughs> on that. It's keto-friendly. <laughs> it's keto-fucking-friendly. All your Gluten Jenny free. Craig points, uh, you know. <laughs> you can suck a dick or eat some pussy and feel good about that. All you can eat, like, really <laughs> – how many like, calories are in cum? How many points is that? <laughs> how many? Ca- I think they measured it. It's something like nominal, like yeah, 11 yeah. fucking calories, depending on, you know, unless you're Tom Segura and you fucking shoot seven gallons of jizz. Jesus, does he shoot that much? Yeah, he talks about it a lot on his uh, more famous podcast than ours. Um, ah. And, uh, you know. So uh, I just I just picture his poor fucking wife, Christina, just like, oh, hi, Christina. I just noticed you were home because I saw the trail of Tom fucking come dripped behind you like a fucking oversized Jabba the Hut snail down your hallway. Oh, did um, you see that? What was it? it was in scary movie where the chick got plastered to the wall by the mountain of come. <laughs> 
That's uh, like, that's apparently how it works. But so Tom uh, probably has at least twenty calories uh, per yeah, me. Of course, gotcha. I am. If you're watching your weight, uh, my fifty-five-year-old drizzled dick will probably give you a good six calories, and oh. then there'll be sadness and crying. That's why women fuck me all the time because I'm uh, I really paint a picture uh, for them <laughs> that I'm a catch. And uh, all this, ladies, can be yours. Can be yours if the price is right. Can be yours. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Should you pet it? Should you wet it? What's the proper way to get it? We don't want you to regret it. So we answer stuff from Reddit. So going back to the wonderful world of Reddit, uh, we're going to discuss a, a post that we found that's actually called My Partner Won't Share Their Kink With Me. No. So, oh no. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so this person they didn't identify as male or female. So they're talking about their partner and have and them have been together for a year and they started talking about kinks and fetishes. And their partner said, I have one, but I won't tell you, you won't like it. And to mm. which they responded, Well, you know, you could tell me. It should be fine. What is it? And they kept saying, No, 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 I can't tell you, I can't tell you. And He's talking about, or the person's talking about, like, they know it's about trust, they shouldn't push him, but it's been bugging the heck out of this person about what the hell could this kink be? So, (laughs) you know, I mean, it could be something, oh, I like getting spanked in the ass, (gasps) or could it be like, you know, I like screwing around with zebras? I mean, so, and it's brought up a lot of questions in this person about why don't they trust me? Or is it, you know, maybe something about like, is sex a chore for them? And they just can't express themselves away to, and it's been driving this person crazy. So they went to to Reddit basically saying to give some advice about like, help me see it from their point of view, but why wouldn't they share their kink with me? Why wouldn't they talk about it with me? Well, this is literally an amazing, wonderful question for people to ask because it is a common, common thing. Mm -hmm. And when I mean common, I mean common that's what i mean it happens a lot i don't have an actual number mu always yells at me when i don't get when i give false percentages so uh to emphasize the general point so i won't but it's common means it happens a lot i've had a lot of people say it to me and the thing is is well what if she comes back and says oh i i want to shit into a blender with apples and watch you drink it (laughs) that's you know (laughs) so uh, so you know, that's the start. There's so many things to this that I, I just like, do you have any fucking clue how many people have been completely gaslit over this exact situation? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How many people have been like, I don't want to tell you what my kinks are. You're going to judge me or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no way, baby. I'm totally cool. I get it. I whatever. And then they want to do something that you haven't thought of. Mm -hmm. And it blows you out of the water. And then they turn around and gaslight, slut shame, kink shame, whatever. Like, And that is so damaging because it's one thing. When somebody just says, hey, I, I I like this type of play, and you're like, ew, gross. That's yeah. one level of judgment. But when you try to build somebody up and say, you can trust me, you can trust me, I have your back, and then you take the inf- – they let down that wall with you, and then you knife them in the fucking yeah. chest with their information. That is so fucking shitty. Oh, God. Yeah. That is so shitty. And that's why people don't fucking tell you, even though you've told them a hundred times, you can trust me. You can trust Mm -hmm. me. You can trust me. You, I had an old boss who told me this. And he said, I had it written down somewhere. (laughs) You you say, okay, I don't have it written down, but I'll generalize. You think you can handle anything. And you tell someone, I can Mm -hmm. handle it. But you can only handle what you can currently think about. Yes. If you hear some shit you've never thought about, you might not be able to handle that. And that's what a lot of people do Uh is they go, I can handle it. I'm totally ready to handle this. Uh But you can only handle what you've thought about. If you've never considered something, you don't know how your brain's going to interpret that. Uh 
and it could be something little, it could be something big, it could be just something out of left field. And you have to understand that people deserve to protect themselves. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. You go. No, I mean, it's think about even vanilla life. How many times does somebody come up to you and say, oh, get a load of this shit? And then they tell you something and you're like, wow, I never would have thought that would have happened. Or you have a conversation with somebody and like, hey, I got to tell you something. And then like later on, you're like, wow, left field. That's the last thing I think you would have talked about. Right. It's it's putting it into a kinky brain, even if both people are kinky, there is something, you know, there may be something that like the other person hasn't thought about. And it's sure. like, oh, that's the absolute last thing they would ask me for. And then they ask you for it. So right. check yourself for a minute and just try not to be judgmental. But at the same time, like, I feel like this person's manipulating that partner basically saying like, oh, I won't tell you, I won't tell you, I won't tell you. And that's kind of fucking manipulative in a way. You know what I mean? It can be. Like, yeah, it's 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 just, if you're in a relationship with someone, someone kinky, communication's like the, the, the foundation of that. So why wouldn't, I get not telling somebody because, and there are legitimate reasons of, number one, we're really embarrassed because sure. it's a, you know, kink itself is an embarrassing thing. It's an awkward thing. But if we don't talk, I used to tell people all the time when I was on dates with them or guys I was on, if I can't talk to you about fucking you in the ass or getting fucked in the ass in the middle of a, of a, you know, in the middle of the living room, we ain't doing it in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Right. If we can't talk about it now, we ain't doing it later. Sure. And I can understand that people don't want to be judged for their kink. But at the same time, like you said, bring down that wall and go ahead and do it. But then to turn around and to smack somebody in the face, go, oh, I didn't think you were going to say that. Well, fuck, jeez. I, I just, I, it seemed manipulative to me. Maybe the person is challenging them to create. Now I'm going to go all fucking mushy daddy here. Uh-huh. Maybe the person is throwing out that they want to tell you, I have a secret. Right. Maybe they're not good at articulating the fact that I want to be able to trust you. Give me reason yeah. to trust you. I have a secret. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to tell you. And the person's like, come on, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. That's not what they want to hear. What they want right. to hear is whatever it is, whether we both are into it or not, your fantasies are valid and I'm not going to judge you for them. Right. Even if it's like, you know, fucking. Whatever the hell it is, you want to grind up imaginary spirit puppies and fucking jerk off. I don't fucking know what crazy shit. I want to kill people. I want to, you know, okay, we're definitely not going to do things that are illegal or harm other people. That's, that's, That's a thing. But I understand if you have dark fantasies, they just want to be valid. They just want to know. That they can share because obviously it's something that's in them. Yes. And and it, they just want to be proven that it's not going to come back because once they share that with you, uh-huh. you have ammo on them. Yeah. yeah. I have ex-partners that have told me things that they've done. And I'm like, I understand where that that would be a fear. Right. Because you now have power over these people that you know, especially all the stuff we've done. You know, I'm out. That's fine. I'm totally out. So if somebody says, oh, he does this or that or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I'm a pig. What? (laughs) Um, But to other people, that's a power exchange, a permanent Uh power exchange. And once you pass that line, you can't go back. So I understand that it it can be manipulative and it Uh may be just uh, she, she or he's being a dick about it. Right. But I think people just want to just want to know, hey, I just I just don't want you to hold this against me. Right. And on a sidebar in in a kink situation, if you have one of those things that you're like, oh, my God, if I tell my partner, they're going to dump me or they're going to judge me. Use a BDSM checklist. There's plenty of free ones online and you both can fill it out together. I've done this with multiple guys that I've dated. We're basically like, yeah, it's just basically like and, and, and you can even add in. Like there's usually blank spaces where you can add in stuff that's not generic. You know, I've even had to explain, you know, oh, this is that, you know, like you know, splashing and stuff and whatever. But like um, a BDSM checklist is a great way for both of you to kind of check it out. And then you can kind of see it and go, oh, you put interested in that. OK. And then, then have a again, 
have a conversation about it. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's another thing that um, when I started reading at this and, and, he, and the person's talking about like, it's gnawing at their brain and why don't they feel safe with me? Um, this is kind of like, you know, when somebody breaks up with you and you want to know why mm. you're not entitled to know, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, this person's saying, you can't know, you can't know. Part of me is just saying, let it go and move on because they're not going to tell you, you know, you may never get that reason why they don't feel safe for you, why they don't feel like they could share it with you. But then again, at the same time, this, this person point. should be dangling in front of it as a carrot, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's where it would be. I mean, that's where to me, it just seems like a, a challenge to make me feel safe because yeah. if it was something where it's like, I have a secret, I'm never going to tell you, I'm uh-huh. doing it just to fuck with your head. Uh-huh. Okay. That's, that's pretty, pretty douchey too. This yeah. person may have some, some issues too. Yeah. But I think in general, there's so many instances of people having a kink or a fantasy or a desire uh-huh. And then literally just, oh, you can trust me. You can trust me. You can fucking slut. That's fucking yeah. disgusting. You're fucking sick. Mm. And then they do leave. And that's just the, the reality of having a kink. So obviously there's something at stake here. And just like you said, I think it's great to do those because those those uh, questionnaires are a little more generalized. They're not getting into a lot. Of, it says you're into bondage or you're more of a submissive or you're uh-huh. more of this. It doesn't necessarily have to be one's that get into all the specific types of play, but you could also, while you're putting in time to create that environment where someone sees that they can trust you, you can also be the person to say the first things that turn you on. Right. If you're okay with that, Mm -hmm. or you can suggest things, maybe start really extreme. And then, and you just, just say, Hey, you know what? I'm not into, um, fucking, uh, rotted corpses, but I understand that some people are, and I'm not going to judge you for, I'm not going to do it, mm-hmm. but, um, like, I mean, I'm not going to go, we're not going to pull over on the road, driving down the desert and start fucking right. road kills. That's not my jam. But yeah. if you do it, I understand maybe we'll find out what about, uh, roadkill fucking you're into and, uh, I can throw an old carpet over you and pretend you're a dead possum. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, yeah. Play. But, but roadkill play. That, I, that, I, there's somebody out there that does roadkill play. Hey, we've, we've I heard, bet. we've heard stranger, but like, even like the first time, like I have little tendencies. I don't identify as a little, there was only one partner, one guy that I dated that I had the actual urge to call daddy up until sure. then. I had no inkling on any guy. And just like we were in the middle of having sex one time. And just basically like when we got done, I was like, okay, I got to tell you something. And it's hella awkward. But right in the middle of that, I just wanted to call you daddy. And I like crawled under the covers. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, well, that's something we can explore. Let's just put a pin in that. We'll get back to it later. I'm like, okay, good. It's out there. <laughs> it, 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 but it's just... Uh, don't judge people when they have kinks that you don't like and just if you're not if just throw the kinks out there and if your partner doesn't like it screw it. <laughs> well let's let's go into the masculine thing. Okay. Cuz that's all I can talk from cuz I have a dick and I'm a mm-hmm. and I'm a and I'm a creep. And you're a pig. <laughs> and I am a pig. Um it is emasculating and it can be on both sides. It doesn't it's it's oh. not just uh, masculine, but I know for guys and I've heard this before, I've seen this before. Guys are shitty like this. Guys don't want to feel emasculated. So instead of feeling like they can't live up to what your fantasies are, they'll just tear down your fantasies and make you feel bad. And that's gaslighting. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, why would you want that? You're obviously sick. What you're really saying is, oh, my God, that's crazy. I I can't do that. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of that. So you don't want to say that. So that's something that you need to deal with in yourself that what they tell you and the fantasies they have, you just may not be into. And then there's that thing inside of you like, Oh, I can't please my partner now Uh because I can't do the thing they fantasize the most on. And if you're monogamous, you're not poly, you don't have a green, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then there's a lot of risk at telling those fantasies, but keeping them bottled up isn't going to make the relationship better. No, no. And I could even go along with your line of thinking that let's say I were to throw something out there and 
like you'd actually be interested in it, but it's against the norm. Admitting to your partner that you actually like it would be like, oh, well, I can't go against the norm of society. So no, I'm going to make them feel bad because but yeah, I'm actually yeah, yeah. into it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like that, just... that, that, what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, not the self-confidence, but like the realization of basically like, oh shit, I'm, I'm, I like that too. You know, just, oh, right. ah. yeah, it's a tough one, but ultimately path girl, you had it right. This is a conversation they're supposed to be having. And there are ways to ease into these conversations and to show them that you uh, aren't going to be freaked out by it. Even if you're not into it, you're not going to judge them for it. And that's really hopefully the ultimate goal if you're going to continue a relationship with someone. Uncle Creepy lurks around your bedroom once you're in his clutch. He penetrates the places where your mama said that good girls shouldn't touch. Uncle Creepy, you are there talking to your Google lights. I have to. It's uh, required by my parole. You are so nerd. It is <laughs> like literally the perverted podcast listeners didn't just hear like you're like Google red lights, please. So you can like and then like Google just sets up your Alexa sets up your mood lighting for recording. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I actually I, in the bedroom I have sex mode activate. So <laughs> And it changes the lights like low a, purples and reds. Yeah, it does. It does red, and it adjusts the bed to sex height. Oh, so, really? You have an yeah. adjustable bed? I have an adjustable bed that I connected an an accessory separate from what it originally came with to oh adjust God. the bed via Bluetooth. Which is actually that's amazing because. You know, doggy style off the edge of the bed is obviously mm-hmm. different than if you're fucking them on their back on the edge of the bed. Yep. And if the yep. bed can go, you can be like, Alexa, doggy style, orthopedic <laughs> mattress. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually, since it's a split bed, like one side goes for missionary and the other side goes for um, oh, it's just, doggy style. It's not so, just one mattress and it just no. like dumps them off to the side because only one <laughs> side goes up you're all uh, google yeah. annoy my partner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dumps it on the floor Acti- activate next slut and then just like it rolls the one off to the side i will do that one day yeah oh my fucking god well, God damn it, creepy! Adjust your bed to its normal height because we we have a little fun to talk about. Uh, yeah, as far, and and it goes kind of in line with your it, random slut removing bed. That uh, is true. Uh, reintroducing the new sluts, and it is a, a Reddit conversation uh, that I actually really enjoyed because it was super short and straight to the point. And it is <laughs> uh, someone. A lady asks, uh, how can you introduce BDSM play with random hookups? Because, you know, that's what you and I are all about. We, that's, yeah. That's just I want the random. The hoes and hyenas just, uh, they're a flowing for us. But yeah. for her, apparently, a little more. Basically, as the title says, she likes, you know, random short-term things. She doesn't say where she's picking up the guys if it's like bars or That's Tinder true, yeah. or or where, but apparently she likes to hook up quick, and uh, she doesn't uh, have the luxury of mul- maybe she travels because she says she doesn't have the luxury of multiple encounters with oh, one person. Maybe she's like a truck driver. Yeah, maybe she's on the road doing something. Yeah, and those so truck she just are kinky motherfuckers. She lands in a place and just says, "Hey, if I'm here, I'm gonna fuck." So, uh, which you know what. Lord Jesus bless her soul. That is Amen, brother. That is that is what you should do if you travel, if you're not in a uh, monogamous relationship <laughs> or an open relationship, whatever you're in, and uh, you should be able to hook up with random dudes while you are on the road, but how she says, so how can I in the moment introduce BDSM without scaring the poor guy off? Yeah, <laughs> I, and the, the first thing I did question. was like yeah, like, oh, shit, this lady's fucking nuts. <laughs> I might call Uncle Creepy and I uh, first, uh, me first, because you get laid I more know, regular I than I do. Yeah. So, And then uh, come and have a flingy on our dinghies. And, uh, yeah. Because uh, that's it, <laughs> you and I. Today, I don't know if I could, uh, I I already know. I probably, it, it wouldn't look good if you and I double team this chick. 
It you don't just, think so? I no. I think it would look kind of like uh, two overinflated bouncy houses held together by a hot dog. And one of us is at least holding some crayons. Yes, so, yeah, one of us. Be... Yeah, it would be like your poor bed would just yeah. be like dump these fat turds. <laughs> if we did an Eiffel Tower, it would look more like a like a soggy Egyptian marshmallow pyramid. Yeah, I think it would look like that big Vegas dome that they have now. <laughs> just smothering. It would have a mummy buried inside. That'd be the chick that yeah. was alive when we started. But then Wait, our marshmallow pyramid nicks, uh, yeah. you know, smothered her. I don't think it would look good. But uh, but for her case, uh, it's a great question. Because, it, I mean, whether you're just doing hookups or you're actually you know kind of working up to that kink conversation it's pretty much the same thing don't you think it's the negotiation beforehand yeah and i think that there there will be certain situations where you probably shouldn't bring this up if you're on like a regular um non kinky dating site and you make no mention of it i don't think it'll turn out well for you if you just were like oh by the way I need you to dress me up as a baby and shove a popsicle up my ass. Sure, sure, sure. Going to play out. But I think if you approach that first situation like, hey, uh, you're cute. Let's hook up. Uh, I'm into some kinky shit, which includes A, B, and C. Are you down? Sure. I think that will weed out 90% of the people right off the bat, right? I I absolutely agree. And... I think what we're I think we both agree that negotiation is obviously going to be uh more likely to have success than just springing yeah. something onto someone like oh I For brought this dildo and just magically shoves it in his ass while yeah. uh while playing uh which or her would, ass or her ass you know well yeah. I mean uh I think it's it's how you present the information which yeah. is the same for someone you you're actually kind of working with for longer than just a hookup and and it's kind of like a leading thing like i don't know if this if this woman has to have kink in her sex because she's saying Mm. she already hooks up with these guys and but she wants to get the kink in there and it's like how do i do that without scaring them off because of course if you just come right out with a b and c you can blow someone out of the water pretty quick if they're not if they're not ready for it or they don't know or they feel intimidated by it, especially if they feel like a ma- if it's a dude and they feel emasculated. Uh, we've just talked about this. Um, yeah. So I think it's how you uh, present the topics. How would you, if you were in her position, how would you present that that I, question? I think, yeah, I think originally going and talking to this person, like I don't, I haven't done random hookups in a very long time. Sure. Um, even the glory hole I went to, you know, I talked to the girl first. We, she had me do a uh, STD check, all that stuff. I met her husband, you know, all that stuff happened well beforehand. And it was like all that uh, pre-gaming stuff. Sure. So thinking about it, if some girl were to message me right now and say, hey, you're cute. I want to sit on your face and, you know, do all this kinky stuff with you. Like, my first question would be like, all right, uh, who are you? Where did you find me from? <laughs> and and what church do I send money to yeah, for this like, glorious blessing? Amen. Uh, I think that would be my first step would to figure out if this is, <laughs> if this is real. If Lord Jesus had sent me a fucking uh, mighty slut to come sit on my face. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that would be the first step is to figure out the first step i where they're coming from go with go with me on this because i'm more okay. about the leading and subtleties um like if you came across in a situation which is how i present kink i haven't been in a non-kink situation where i've had to do this in a long time but it's kind of like hey i i like some you know fun kinky stuff you know just make it real light and then let them start like do you ever do anything kinky and that way They'll tell you if they've done some kinky stuff or if they're curious about it. Sure, Do you understand? Yeah. Like if if you just come in and be like, "Hey, how you doing? Yeah, we're gonna hook up. That's great. Yeah, I'm totally into knife play and fire play and you know all of these things. You know, that's just so much shock. Like you're gonna fuck them anyway. 
So wouldn't it be better to just come in and kind of let them kind of feel like they have some control over their freak out? Oh, absolutely. And and that puts them it puts it all into their hands to uh, give you consent to continue too, because sure. you know maybe somebody doesn't want to hear about like, hey, I'm into ass play, and you know I like certain types of uh, you know off the beaten path sort of sexual activities in in conjunction with normal you know hookups and such that might uh, that might lead them down the uh, better path. I think so, because then if they even if they say they're like curious, because that's kind of the two camps. Well, three camps. There's experienced veteran. Yes, I've done lots of things. And then the negotiation happens much quicker. It's much more thorough. We know the questions to ask. We talk about safe words and, uh, you know, uh, the limits and soft limits and hard limits. That's great. But if it's somebody but the other two are they're kinky, but they don't have all the terms and definitions for it. Or they're curious about kink. And if they're curious, that's where you just kind of build up from there. Because that's exciting. Because even if they don't know what they're doing or have tried, you can start go low and go, oh, well, have you ever thought about... Yeah, I mean, the first thing you find out is if they're a top or a bottom. Oh, and, yeah, sure. You know, like, what do you... Well, do you, would, do you see yourself as the person giving the sensations or do you see yourself as the person receiving the sensations or do you want to do both? And then once again, that kind of lets them think about like abyss used to just be pretty blunt and be like, Hey, what gets your dick hard? And I mean uh, that, that if that's your personality, absolutely. Like um, I find that, you know, in, in learning through, even through you is, is genuine honesty gets you a lot further than like, Oh yeah, I'm this big daddy Dom and I do all this other shit. And then, you know, I got real with myself and I'm not that big of a daddy dom. I'm definitely yeah. a top. Yeah. And the the more I was honest with my intentions and what I wanted, I think that'll come across with the with the negotiations as well. So you're saying and, she should have an, a good idea of who she is before she goes into that conversation. For sure. I mean, and some of the things I've asked uh, potential play partners is like, what are your fantasies? Like what what gets your dick hard? Like like you said with abyss is um you know what gets your lady lady boner going like what can i do to accentuate that and um again i think being honest about it will definitely allow this other person to open up and say you know i've always wanted to try this that the other thing and then you could say uh no i don't go for that but you know close to it you know (laughs) then they're like well i'm really curious about bear about water torture (laughs) i want to waterboard somebody um, you're like, okay, that's some, we maybe work up to that there. there yeah. Buddy. Let's, yeah. When <laughs> let's not do, you know, something close, so close to death right off the bat, right off the bat. Um, but I think it's, I think it's important if you, if you know that you're going into a situation and you want something, you should be pretty specific about the levels that you want. Like, this is what I'm willing to accept. This is what I'm not willing to accept. And this is where I'm going to go, okay, well, if we're, let's just fuck. Let's just fuck and have some nice time together and go out and get, you know, microwave burritos and, and, uh, you know, sausages, the sausages, you and I both sausages today. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, for the perverted podcast listeners. Uh, We're talking about actual food. Um, because I had sausage, uh, tater tot tacos for breakfast. What did you have? Uh, so the topic at hand, uh, I think is more important than I want to know what sausage you ate this morning. (laughs) God damn it. Creepy. I had, I had four large sausages from a, uh, new German beer garden called Prost. They make beer and And they they have sausages. Okay, good. Now we can move on. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm neurotic today. I guess so. Just a little bit. But but even in, in your food choices, have an idea of your plan before you go in. Because you're the one that's going to spring something on someone. So you should have a plan for what you're willing to accept and not uh, accept for yourself. Yeah. For safety's sake, too. Yeah, I think that's a, a, another thing. Especially if you're dealing with someone that doesn't have a lot of experience or... Uh, just some random person. Yeah, this is just a random person. So... 
would you really want to try extreme things with a random person? That'd be probably very pretty risky. And I would suggest uh, strongly against that. But as far as like light spanking or some dress up or role play or whether or not they're into butt stuff or not, or what type of toys, you know, they're interested in. I think all of those things are really fair, fair things to bring up, even on, even on a, a vacation hookup. Absolutely. And, um, try to think of what else, like if just a random woman said, you know, Hey, let me, let me stick my finger up your butt or something like what, what hangups would I have? And the first thing that goes to, yeah, just falls back to absolutely. But who are you, you know, kind of, right? <laughs> who are you? And that, you do understand it's only eight fingers. I'm not taking the whole fist. God damn it. Yeah. Four tops. Four tops. <laughs> no, that's a, I mean, cause I know just for me that I have a lot of things I won't do. Cause a lot of women, in the non-kink world that have kinky tendencies will just try stuff and they'll just be like oh a lot of guys like a finger up their ass and i'm like don't 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 ever touch my fucking ass yeah Uh, that's that i i don't want that i don't like it it's not gonna happen so it is always better to no matter what end you're on to uh even as the top because i don't like to be touched a lot Oh, I like to, yeah. I like to do the touching and it's like I don't want people uh I just don't like it and so I want to be in charge and I want to throw you around and uh and take the power that you give me and if you're not that person like there's people that are like oh I really like to wrestle and I want to be hard and and I want to do this and I'm like ah, I'm really not in that mood yeah. I really don't like that so uh I don't think I don't think anyone should go into any situation without some sort of understanding of the other person doesn't know what you like and what you don't like, and they surely don't know what your limits are. So if you don't tell them, then you have a higher risk of them just trying shit, especially if they're inexperienced. Yeah, and I also think like perhaps as as you grow as a kinky person or even just the normal um normal vanilla type relationship having a you know pillars of who you are can be uh something useful when you negotiate with people as well i think having that and knowing at least the bare minimum of what you what gets your rocks off would be a better situation for this to ever come up you know so it's not so much of a surprise i think so and i just want to know what am i doing wrong that all these horny fucking women are just out randomly hooking up. I just saw uh, Tom Segura, uh, like some hot, hot Australian chick is like, I want to fuck 365 dudes in, in within a year. Yeah. And I'm like, where am I? Where am I ever? Not in Australia. Where, Where are all these horny sluts that are just like, yeah, I want, like, what am I? I really, uh, Update our newsletters more. or something. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Like, I, should I just go stand on the corner with a sign? Available for me. sluts. Yeah, shallow well, sex. But I found I found that that glory hole chick from Reddit. She was just like, "Hey, I'm inviting a bunch of dudes for blowjobs and stuff." And I'm like, "All right, whatever." And <laughs> messaged her, and and it went away. I think it was because I saw that she was at the place down my street. So I was like, "Oh right. shit!" Well, you know, I should do I mean, it. Yeah, and even if I get rejected, it's not that far of a drive home to cry in and stuff. Right, right. But you so, didn't get rejected. No. And, and uh, you had, you had a double blowjob from two hot, crazy porn chicks. That's right. Are she's you going still back? doing it. Are you going uh, back? She's, she's gotten a little size queenie lately. Oh. So I haven't, and I haven't had time. I switched jobs, so um, I just don't have time to drive down the street to get my dick sucked. You uh, poor bastard. I know, isn't that terrible? I think the listener should pity me. I I pity you. I pity because yeah, that's fucking pathetic. That's <laughs> get the fuck over there. Well, anyway, uh, creepy. This has been yeah, a short but... topic. I know uh, we don't have a lot of time today, no. so uh, I know we have some fun stories for you to talk about the next time you come on. Yeah, and, uh, but I think this is real good, and I think no matter what, just get out there and have those conversations, and don't be afraid to just kind of ease into that conversation. Don't scare people. 
Uh, yeah, trust your gut. Yeah. yeah. Tr- tr- don't trust your gut. That's that's the worst. Oh, no, don't do that. That's the worst. That's okay. It's don't good. Trust your gut, but don't trust your gut. It's good, like, but like my instincts have gotten me <laughs> like, uh, a lot, a lot of, of trouble. Yeah, a lot of trouble. So trust your gut is good, but a grain is grain of salt. Yeah, your don't, gut there. Don't don't trust Boogie's gut. You yeah, don't trust my gut. My big fat beluga whale that we use to smother women in Eiffel Tower smother- situation. <laughs> Fucking creepy. Always fun talking to you. Peace out, buddy. Perverted Mailbox. We have a uh, perverted mailbox from afar. From far international uh, international perverted mailbox, which, of course, I've been doing this show. uh, You've been doing this show for a long time, too. We've been doing this show for a long time. It never ceases to excite me that the reach that our crappy little show has around the world. And I know it's, it's not dumb. crappy. That's the internet. And you know, that's how it works, but it's just so fun to be able to have information connect with people. And, and we've made so many friends from people that are far away and today is no difference. And it's a terrifying and wonderful topic that we're going to have some fun with. We have talked about this on the show, but okay. it was an email that came in and it's hi there, dear perverts, uh, perverts. It's perverts. perverts. Actually, I've been doing the show a while. I'm a listener from France and I just listened to your latest podcast with the list of strange fetishes that we, you and I just did. Oh, Mine cool. wasn't on the list, but look, she's now going to tell us her strange fetish because okay. she trusts us because just like in the last segment, we have put forth enough of an environment that somebody feels that they can share their kink with us. We will just, not yuck on your yum. We just totally put that there. Um, we're, I, I, now I have to remember to edit uh, Perverted Mailbox in front of the other. other I'll look like an asshole. I am in a DS. Re- I, it's a long day. I am in a DS relationship with my boyfriend and I like him to choke me. But in fact, it's not choking what he does as I can still breathe perfectly but it is putting pressure on the arteries in my neck that makes me sort of black out slightly. Sometimes really pass out, not hearing anything anymore. But most of the times I just start hearing loud noises like I'm in a busy train or in a corridor between wagons. And then there is a beautiful silence and I'm in a white hallway. I cannot support myself anymore and fall down. And my dominant cuddles me and caresses me while I come back to this world. I love this feeling of letting go. It is almost as good as subspace, which I experience with him as well from impact play, but much quicker. Yet sometimes I wonder, is there any harm in doing this? Medically, I mean, please let me know what you think. I hope to hear the answer in the next podcast. Keep them coming. Uh, bye from France. A bientôt. A, bi- a bientôt. A bientôt. No, no. I, I think it's uh, a bientôt, which is uh, boogie. I will dump any man in order to jump on your <laughs> cock. That's what Anna is saying. And that's uh, not oh, wait, it actually hold on. just you means said, see you later. You said Anna. Are we using her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna from France. Okay. Just I, got, I got. Permission. Hi, Anna. Okay. So uh, so we're going to get into this. We have talked about this. Before we talk about this, I feel that I should say the non-kink side before we get all into our fucking preach thing. So uh-huh. first off, amazing. Thank you for reaching Thank out you. and asking this question because it's a real it's question. It yeah. is an important question because it's about risk and risk of work and sensual kink is what we do. There are so many risky things that people do for fun that yeah. can have a risk of death or grave bodily injury. I will list some in the non-kink. Skydiving, scuba diving, hiking with grizzly bears. Rock climbing, tackle football, working with venomous snakes and or exotic <laughs> wildlife. Driving a car, taking a shower. And yes, breath play and choking in our community. All of these things have a have a have data <laughs> where people have died. Yeah. So when we talk about the risks of breath play, we understand that it's not some super crazy risk of death. 
any more than jumping out of a perfectly good working plane yes. with a fucking piece of cloth. It is a risk people take. And so we're going to talk about the risks without the judgment. So you are the medical person. You go first. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like jumping up and down. Please, please. Okay. Hi, Anna. Thank you for writing so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for bringing up this important topic. Okay. I will publicly put it out there and I've stated it before. I like to do breast play with select people. I have done it before. I am a medical person. Okay. Quick crash course in what happens to your body when somebody does breath play. Okay. The majority of times when you're doing breath play, whether it be somebody choking you, putting a bag over your head, smothering, what have you, you're restricting oxygen to your brain. So obviously when your oxygen levels go low, you feel lightheaded and dizzy. You start getting that rush. The problem is when you bring that oxygen back in, you get a release of hormones. You get a release of dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, and that leads to that head spinny exhilaration. Right. You know, your body is basically releasing those hormones, which we all love, but at the same time, your body's screaming, help me, help me, help me. Okay. Please, please, please. Anna did not discuss this, but I'm just going to bring it out. Please, for the love of God, do not do solo, any type of solo breath play. Sure. Period. Sure, sure. It is a direct line to the, to the morgue. Breath play with a partner. Okay. As you said before, risk aware, consensual kink, multiple conversations of. Listen, if something goes wrong, that person who is administrating the the choke or the bag or the whatever could legally be on the hook for manslaughter. Okay, will that person, legally be on the hook for manslaughter? There's no like, oh, act, uh, you are going to have a case. Yeah, yeah. There, if you kill and, somebody, and, and, if you kill somebody, yeah. the the defense of saying, oh, she was into it, you know, yeah, that's exactly. Not, the you're not going to tell that to the cops. Work. That is yeah. going you, and plus yeah. there'll be a dead person. We'll talk about. Yeah, them exactly. Too. And and now, granted, the amount of you know, I actually believe it or not, found an article on like the Johns Hopkins website about this because I went to go get some mm-hmm. numbers and some research and stuff. The amount of people who die from asphyxiation deaths, whether it be self induced or with a partner, is about a thousand a year. Okay, it's not high. But it's still the fact that's of pretty high, is, dude. I thought it was like five. <laughs> no, no. There's about about a thousand people a year. I, I think that was in the U.S. die from some type of either autoerotic asphyxiation when they're doing it themselves or with a partner. Oh wow! So <laughs> yeah, that, I, I mean, now in in the grand scheme of the U.S., a thousand people—that's nothing. But it's still the fact of when you're doing when you're doing any type of breath play, there is a risk. Okay. Sure. And, you know, never mind the fact of obviously you're restricting the, 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 the oxygen to the brain. You're going to have to worry about stuff like if you hold it for too long, you could start getting uh, little bloodshot spots in your eyes. They're called petechial hemorrhages. You sure. could get disorientation. There are people – you can induce a heart attack from or cutting stroke. off somebody's oxygen because even when you let the, the blood flow back to the brain – that can cause the, those hormones and stuff to send signals to the heart going, no, we're dying here. And, you know, there have been people that have had their oxygen supply cut off in non-kinky ways and sure. had heart attacks. Sure, okay. Sure. And then also never mind the fact of you get dizzy, aspiration from vomiting, things like that, right. falling down and hitting yourself. I had a, a friend of mine who was playing at a dungeon with a new bottom and she didn't tell him that uh, when she orgasms really hard, she passes out. She was cuffed to a cross and she oh. orgasmed. Her neck fell in between the cross point of the cross and her hands are tied up. So she's basically hanging there, like hanging herself because she's passed out cold. And thankfully, two DMs kind of jumped in. One person kind of held her body up while the other person kind of unhooked her and then brought her down to a, to a bed, uh, to a, a couch nearby. Yeah, yeah. So it's just there is really no way of knowing when your partner goes out. If they're going to come back, okay? I I get it, Anna. I I like breath play. I've done it. But please, please, please go to a class. Study the anatomy of the neck. You get like a basic diagram of where the sure, arteries sure. are and stuff. Never, ever, 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 ever grab somebody directly around the throat, in the center of the throat. You can crack a hyoid bone. I do it routinely at work to process 
uh, throat cancer specimens. It is very easy to crack, and you crack that high bone, you're those in people a are dead. By the way, that you're doing that too. There's those are no. Dead. I'm talking about oh. like throat cancer patients. Like we get their larynxes oh, for oh. like the laryngectomies of people that have the voice boxes. Yeah, but removed. I'm saying when you break yeah. it, it they, it's not in them anymore. You've taken no, it no. It's a, it's it's a specimen. Yeah, we yeah, get yeah. the specimens with <laughs> the examiner. But yeah, you're, you but don't just I, walk up to random cancer no, patients. No, go, no, 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 give no. me your throat, bitch. No, <laughs> but you can. I can if I'm. I'm not that strong. If I can literally clack a hyoid bone, just like a wishbone, imagine doing that in the heat of passion and just some, yeah, like yeah. some, yeah. So, but even 15 seconds on the, on the carotid artery can cause somebody to go into unconscious and that could cause serious injury. I mean, if you're going to, if, if you're going to, I'm sorry, I'm preaching screaming about this, but if you're going to do this, talk to your partner, plan for something going wrong and what are you going to do about it? And get educated about it. Well, um, I'm going to go the next step. I won't do this with people. I'll grab someone by the throat and put them where I want. Give them a little squeeze and say you're my bitch or whatever. Fucking, you know. Um, I won't do this because I don't want to do anything that I can't foresee. And that's Mm -hmm. another thing about this. This may work. You may have like super strong brain. You know, that can be choked out and blood rushes back in and out, you know, a hundred times a day and and you do just fine. And there's a lot of people in martial arts that are constantly choked out. Mm -hmm. I've been choked out in martial arts. I started convulsing immediately. It scared the shit out of a bunch of people. Um, You know, but whatever. You don't know what you are under the skin. Mm -hmm. Yes. You don't know if your heart's like, hey, I'm ready to have a heart attack anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's go quicker. Hey, I got some clots in my blood. Let's cause a stroke. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't know. And yeah. so because of that, I just won't do that. And I've had people that haven't played with me um, or pursued further with me because I'm like, that's not my thing. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do something that I'm going to be responsible for possibly killing someone. I also yeah. don't jump out of planes um, because I, <laughs> there's, there's, there's certain, I, I've risked a lot and I've done some crazy shit, but I just, um, there are certain things that I say, there are so many thousands of ways to have fun that I can limit some of them. Yes. I don't have to do all of them. I'm not a bad person. I'm not a pussy. I, I'm not missing out on thrills. This is one that I just, I'm like, no. And I backed threshold in it that we didn't allow breath play. Um, Mine does. Yeah. My dungeons don't allow it either. Yeah. And it's just because it's just unknown and it's yes. not that you're a bad person. No. You know, the no, people no, no, no. take risks. Dude, if you're, if you're a wingsuit base jumper, oh, God, you're probably yeah. going to die. Yeah. All of the big people that started that whole fucking movement are dead wingsuiting. So there's a lot of things people do for excitement that results in death. And so breath play isn't like taboo because of that, but it is a big risk as a result uh, of me. I shared a lot of these things with Anna uh, just back and forth. And she did come back and she said, I have looked up some research. I have read some things and, uh, I also agree. I don't think this is good for me. There's other things I can do for excitement. Yeah. And uh, I just, you know, so I felt good. I felt good that uh, she reached out and I felt good that she was able to make a decision that, that yeah. she can find other ways to get your thrill because uh, it's I nobody goes to the morgue from a spanking knife play every now and again. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Not as often fire play. You can get burned. But this is just an unknown. Yeah. It's an unknown and it can fucking kill you. And apparently a thousand people in America yeah. every year die from breath play. So what does it yeah. matter? You know, most of those I'm sure is them alone and no one was yeah, there to take yeah. them down. Um, but uh, even still. Uh... <laughs> well, uh, well, and one just... thing I'm glad that she said, I'm glad that she's able to distinguish between subspace and passing out. Because yeah. I love subspace. I mean, yeah, subspace, yeah. I go nonverbal. It's a wonderful feeling. I've had the same struggle that Anna's had with breath play where it's gotten to the point where my medical conditions where it's like, maybe this isn't safe for me anymore. So I yeah. uh, believe me, I under- I love the feeling. I understand the struggle. And it's just thank you for bringing this up and thank you for getting educated and then saying, you know what, this isn't for me. Or even your partner may turn around and go, I don't want to assume that risk. There's nothing wrong with breath play if you do it, as long as you're educated. 
we're obviously not going to condone it, but there are people that do it. Just please, please, please do it safely. As safely as possible. There is no safely. Yes. That's, that's the there thing. There is no absolute safely. There yeah. is no safely uh, of that. There is a risk and it's hot. And that's the, the end of that. There is no safe way to do breath play. Ah, <laughs> and, uh, Anna wants me. Oh, I know you want me. Actually, she doesn't, she doesn't I want, want me. That's <laughs> probably not true, but, uh, thank you for the email. It was very, very good for you to, to reach out to us. Thank you for calling from France. From France, oh my gosh! Alligator balls hanging real low, dragging on the bottom of the bayou. Always getting stuck on a log or rock, fish biting at them all day. There go his titties again, boys and girls. And that is the end of show 397. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, or other kinks you want us to talk about, please send an email to pervertedpodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on TikTok and Instagram under the name Perverted Podcast. And on FetLife, there's both a group and a page. You can support us for free by like putting the like or subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to us on. It really does help other kinksters like you find us, especially the ones in France. Thank you again. Um, and then if you'd like to support us a little bit more, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast and sign up for our five bucks if you give a fuck level to get our shoes chose a few days early. Lots of behind the scenes stuff, including our half pee pee episodes. And as always, thank you to our sugar patron, uh, our sugar zombie patrons around the world. Your support means the world to us. Thank you. And, uh, are you taking a crap? I had nothing. <laughs> Was that the zombie call for the sugar zombies? And as usual, uh, if you would like to be my vaginal tugboat, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. I am looking for a hoe with a little bit mo. <laughs> See you guys on the next show. Your vaginal tugboat. <laughs> this is why I get the bitches. Kick it. Gas prices up and down, it makes my wallet wonder Why the oil companies intentionally always got to steal my thunder I wish that I had wings so I would never ever need to drive Cause I'm always broke and I'm usually jobless Spend my money at the bars where the girlies go topless I got a wig, you got a woo Get on top and do the thing that you do Sugar, you could play with me until my money's gone Could that be? Maybe Jolly Mr. Trolley with the 12 pack and a couple of dollars. Somebody coming to give me a kiss. Somebody coming to come to take off her dress. We could do it here and never have to leave the home. It's not Mr. Trolley or the beer or the dollies, but the bill collector and he say I've been naughty. Water go by, by lights go out. My clock no more goes ticky ticky tock. Now I'm in the dark, but I still can sing my song I'm singing. Agenda. Oh, I don't need nobody to tell me who I should be. Yeah! I don't need the money. I don't need the money. I 
just want the girl. He just want the girl. With the pretty long legs. With the pretty long legs. And the pretty, pretty curls. And the pretty, pretty curls. So sorry, Mama Cita, I hate to inform you, baby boy. Makes a living on fun employment.